respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the SIN office and studios stand. SIN Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. SIN Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which SIN partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So hello, today we have Ishka De Silva, who is the president of um, the Monash Student Association. And oh, hello, Ishka. Hi, hi everyone. And so, Ishka, you're the president of the Monash Student Association. Tell me, how did you get such an amazing role? <laughs> um, yeah, sure, good question. My first few years of uni involved in a few different clubs and societies. I'm a med student, so I did um, some of the med groups and I became the director of Team Med, which is um, like a club that focuses on global health. Um, and through that, I met kind of other people who are involved in clubs and societies, and I met some people who were involved in the MSA and kind of learned a bit about it, or it sounded really cool. And then I got involved in 2020, and last year I was a gen rep on student council, um, which was really cool because I got to do kind of different things. I got to try out different departments. I did a lot of work with the women's department, and I also did some education things, particularly around um, medicine or in the medicine faculty. Um, and I guess I just really liked it. I really loved the work environment and the sort of people I was meeting and the sort of work that we were doing. Never really, you know, being president was never something I'd considered. Um, you know, I thought it was like this crazy out of the world opportunity. Um, but yeah, the people around me, uh, but yeah, I was really lucky that the people around me encouraged me to put my name forward and yeah once I did um I guess once I realized it was within reach I realized how much I wanted it and how hard I was willing to work for it and then was lucky enough to be elected. It's a very interesting thing I've seen a lot of presidents go through this place even though my sort of roles have been only really on the disability yeah. section of um Wanish Student Council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've been in the Committee of Disability or at least the Honorary Committee for every single year I've been at Monash. And it's been a very amazing, incredible, incredible experience to be and part of the MSA. And I've really enjoyed everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's most likely my final year of uni this year and been a five tumultuous years at Monash. Yeah, well, this is my fifth year as well. Yeah, and I think that... um. Is it, would it be a final year of MET? So uh, it would be, but um, because MSA president is a full-time job, I'm on intermission this year, but I only have one year left or two if I do honours, which I think I might. So I have two years left, really. And, yeah, um, I've probably, due to the fact that, that Monash no longer runs theatre honours or a full theatre honours experience, I have considered changing to a different university. This will be my last year at Monash. And so part of being on the MSA, you obviously deal with a lot of um, disability and mental health in students. So how do you sort of, as, as president, create an environment for that? Yeah, absolutely. It's something, um, I guess, 
it's one of the really fantastic parts of the MSA is that you meet such a like a wide range of people. Um, medicine can be very insular and isolated and you tend to meet people who are very similar. So that was something that I really liked about MSA. I got to meet people um, doing a whole bunch of different degrees. And then of course, because of the representation departments, so women's, queer, disabilities and carers and people of this, you also get to meet students from those communities. Um, I think it's been, it's, it is something that we think about a, a lot, you know, making sure that we have an inclusive and a safer space as a work environment. Um, you know, we've definitely made mistakes at some point and it's really important. Like we, we think it's really important that we listen um, to the people affected when we do make mistakes, make sure that we learn and improve the next time. Um, I guess I've, I've been really conscious of, you know, how to become a better ally for the communities that I'm not a part of. Um, and yeah, have, you know, done, you know, training modules and kind of formal training, like also speaking to people from those communities, speaking to the office bearers of those departments, um, just asking them how I can help, what we could improve. And uh, another point to us is have, you know, having representation from those autonomous groups on the executive. So, you know, for myself, I'm a woman of colour, um, so I get to bring that perspective, but we also have people with disabilities, um, people who are queer on the executive as well. So that really helps too, because you've got um, that lived experience at the highest leadership level. That's a very interesting perspective on how you've done it. So as a president, what sort of initiatives have you enacted this as, as, your, as your time as president, what initiatives have you enacted into the MSA, Monash Student Association? Yeah, generally or specific to disabilities oh, and mental health? Disabilities mental health, specifically. At the start of the year, um, Monash tried to get rid of the 10-day extension policy for students registered with DSS. Um, and, you know, I'm sure many students would know that that's been a really, really vital resource for those affected students so we worked really hard um, with the special consideration team and the education team to make sure that would stay um, we collected student testimonials and why that was important and presented that to, and we were able to get that uh, reinstated so that was great um, we've been working with dss to um, create a training module for staff on how to better support students with a disability. And so it's kind of a bit of a mix of ally training and then also specific to supporting students with a disability. Um, we're also looking into um, securing funding from Monash to have lanyards with the sunflower symbol on them. So I'm not sure if that's something you're familiar with, but the sunflower, there's a sunflower symbol that is used in the disability community to raise, it's used both by people with disabilities, but also allies um, to raise awareness about invisible disabilities. Um, so that's something that we're working on at the moment. Um, in terms of mental health, we've been implementing the Better Friends training program. Um, so that was developed by our welfare office bearers last year, and we've been implementing it this year. So it's a peer-to-peer -peer training module that um, teaches students how to better support their friends um, when they need mental health support. So we know that often students turn to their peers before they turn to health practitioners. Or any, um, so we really wanted a way to provide 
students with those skills to be able to help their friends. Um, we've also secured a new student welfare space. So there's an area at the bottom of campus centre that's been used for COVID vaccines. But once that finishes up, that's going to be turned into a student welfare area. So it's going to be like a very chill, relaxed area where anyone can drop in. There will be mental health nurses that you can speak to. And there will also be student volunteers that are trained up a way for students to engage with mental health support without going through a formal process like booking an appointment or getting a referral. Um, so it's we're trying to reduce the barriers to seeking help. We're also running some mental health seminars in semester two and particularly focused on international students. They're explaining things like how to navigate the Australian health system, um, discussing the stigma around mental health within people of colour communities. Um, and yeah, look, I guess, again, to yeah, provide information and services that are available. That's all I can think of from the top of my head. I didn't even know when I tried to get rid of the 10 day extensions, what were they going to replace it with? Yeah, they did, they did. Um, so they were gonna turn it into six days, I think, five. So why would you only give if DSS students one extra day, it doesn't make sense. It's so because they give you five days, they give you two days without a reason, five days with a reason, and then 10 days is standard for DSS, but they do allow longer in some cases. Sometimes I just put it through yes. as longer, and I've got mm -hmm. I've got about 12, I got 12 days without anything once. Yeah, great. There's a bit of, like, because there's another university policy that requires marks to be released within 14 days. Not that I think, I think that's actually really followed, um, but sometimes um, exams are hesitant to give more than 10 days. And we all think it's very important that universities have strict guidelines about what things can and can't be worth and how long they must take to grade and return those grades and how quick special consideration applications must be processed. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, I know when, when Monas tried to get rid of the 10 day extensions and we we posted in the DNC collective to get student testimonial, there was, you know, overwhelming support and all credible examples of how the 10 days allows students to spread out their assessments. Um, and it allows time for recovery and all those sorts of things are just so important. And, you know, there are so many examples of students who, you know, um, contact their tutors or contact the tutor don't get it, or they ask students to explain things and it's just not helpful. And these, you know, automatic 10 day extensions, policies like that, just are so, so valuable. I know. And I think that it's, I think that universities really need to start making sure um, their policies are quick, they're done, you know, quickly, well and easy to understand. And the new form system that Monash has online is actually really helpful. I found it to be very convenient. Much more convenient than just going in great. there. And much more convenient than just going in there and having to scan things. It's, that was quite irritating back in the day. And yeah. also... Yeah. When they take a long time to get yeah. back to you, that can be a very stressful wait for people. Yeah. So it's important exactly, that Exactly, exactly. You know, in the spec content, it takes weeks. Like, sometimes it takes weeks for them to get back to you, but sometimes it's very quick, and I find that particularly annoying.
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It can be, yeah, that waiting time is so stressful for students. Um, but so we, SPECCOM provides us with data on how quickly they're getting back to students and they're meant to um, always keep within 48 hours. And when they get beyond 48 hours, then they um, are meant to add more staff. What new things do you do you want Monash to have? What do you want? What What do you see as your the future of Monash when it comes to disability and mental health and inclusion? Something I'd really like to see um, is better understanding, particularly amongst staff. Um, it's often well, what it seems to be that often the burden is placed on the student to explain or the student to advocate for themselves. And, you know, maybe that works in particular instances, but it doesn't work overall. And it likely means that there are some students being left behind. Um, so I think it's really important, you know, if there was some mandatory training for all staff to do, or, um, you know, some sort of way where staff had training and understanding on disability and mental health and how to support um, students who need that support. Um, <clears throat> I, I think things like having, you know, mental health day per, per semester could be really great. Um, things like having closed captions on all videos, having transcripts on all video content, um, having more counselling appointments available. Obviously, like the, the 10 free appointments is fantastic, but often there are really long waiting times. Um, I think it'd also be great to see a focus put on international students um, and the people of colour community and people whose English isn't their first language. I think often um, the mental health and disability available aren't made with those people in mind. Um, Yeah, does that kind of... Yeah. Um, I always thought that Monash should... um, I always thought that we needed like, how do I explain this, but like a a better um, unit guide with all the assessment dates listed and all the due dates clearly listed. And that doesn't always happen for particularly for like a lot of, a lot of thinkers have it in like a week, but they don't have like a specific date listed. Um, A lot of things Mm. were like that. And another thing is um, probably a move away from exams to more in semester assessment. A lot of my history units have been, I've been getting very high, I'm getting a lot of very high marks in the history units because they're not actually exams anymore. They're, um, they're assessments, they're the essays, they're assignments, and I've been getting some very high marks. And back when we did have Mm -hmm. a lot of exams, I wasn't getting very high marks. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, a really yeah good observation. I think that MSA has been advocating for, particularly this year. Um, yeah, we know that you know exams aren't a really good way to assess students' learning and um, how use. It's you know it's not very based in the real world. Um, it you know it encourages a culture of cramming, and it very much depends on how you're feeling on the day, um, and just you know how you happen to perform on the day I think more in semester assessments um moving away from having really heavily weighted exams is definitely would definitely be an important and that's something we are working on um we're pushing on it 
we're pushing it through education committee in particular um there are some professors as well who think it yeah i think it, that is the direction the university should be going in so it does have support another thing is um make the in-semester final assessments due at the end of the exam period because swap back the purpose of swap back is actually to sort of prepare yourself like we're in it now and I'm doing an essay and I have all this amazing time to do the essay. And I think it's important that, it, that they made the essay due mm. after swap back, which is really good. Yes, I completely agree. It doesn't make sense, you know, to have your final assessments due in week 12. Because, yeah, exactly. What's the point of swap back and what's the point of the assessment period? Um, yeah, completely agree. It might seem a little bit odd, but I think Mona should make it some, You know how you have to do those modules about inclusion consent academic integrity um mm-hmm. when you start i think it'd be really good if monash puts disability into those to make it easy for people with disabilities to sort of understand them yeah absolutely written in we, clearer yeah we are yeah we're advocating for exactly that um we're trying to work with respectful communities to get a disability allyship module and also yeah and to include disability into a lot of the um pre-existing modules and I, and I feel that that is kind of important because people often will, autistic people especially will misconstrue a lot of social cues but I don't understand what qualifies as um, academic dishonesty and cheating. They might just think that copying a tiny bit isn't really the same as copying a big bit. But, you know, I've made that mistake a couple of times and thankfully mm-hmm. they've been understanding about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of stressful in a way to go through that especially when mm-hmm. you didn't even realize that what you did was actually not okay i don't do psychology as a subject uh, i don't do that particular as my major anymore so it's completely irrelevant i don't have that doesn't matter anymore but it was still was like that could have easily been avoided if i just knew specifically that you know you had to do that specific thing yeah absolutely and other thing there have been a lot of modules i remember I remember a few other modules that I had to do as well. I was academic integrity one, and then there was a consent one, and that also needs to be fixed for disabled people because unlawful people can't really understand the whole yes or no, and um, you know, mm-hmm. they should just make it the rules clearer. Like you know, they should just make it no physical contact at, yeah. at all. But you know, they can't just make it, which is like the easiest thing to understand. And they, they also, it doesn't really explain like a, mm-hmm. I have to redo it, but I don't actually have to, it doesn't really explain specifically you need an audible yes for all forms of physical contact, which, why is it not even a university mm-hmm. rule to begin with? That would have made my life so much easier. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. Well, we've actually pushed for that module to be reviewed this year. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be looking at all those things. Um and we because we're trying to get monash in general to move to affirmative consent as their definition of consent um but yeah it would actually be great rachel to get maybe your feedback on that module so we can take it to the uni because it sounds like really great points yeah another one is i found out that monash also has a masters of aba as one of their degree offerings and has actually contributed a lot to aba therapy as a whole ABA therapy is a very, it's considered to be the standard mm-hmm. autism treatment, though it is very outdated and follows a very toxic cure model of autism, which is completely, um, we're moving away from that yet. Um, 
Monash University Melbourne Deakin and a few other universities in Melbourne also all teach ABA as being as being a positive thing and offer programs in it essentially degree programs mm-hmm. for ABA and I think that's very important that we that um, Monash Student Association sort of speaks out against that as a degree yeah absolutely um would yeah be very happy to advocate for that on your behalf uh, maybe we can chat later and you can kind of write down what you're thinking about it yeah I think that Monash has done so many amazing things for me as a disabled person it was the first place where I could say that I was autistic and not be worried what people would think of me it was the first it was actually probably the first time the first person I told mm-hmm. that who I had autism who was not a parent or a family member or a person I was forced to go see as a child was the, the disability and carers officer when I was here when I first started the first person I ever told and then I wow. just told a couple other people and it was the most amazing wow. thing ever and I've had lecturers and tutors who have said they're disabled and it's been the most amazing experience mm-hmm. like no one at my high school knew I didn't tell anyone yeah. and I did everything I could to cover it up the point where I would what I would literally say joke for autism trying to make people do anything to make them think I didn't have a disability and whilst a lot of people from you know from school and from childhood friends have sort of abandoned me when they found out no one at Monash has ever abandoned me they've always been supportive and I just think it's such an amazing experience that I've had that's that's really yeah and like really, really fantastic to hear. When I was in first year, the professor for um, theatre uh, actually would just come up to me to say, you can always come to my office if you're not sure about anything. And I was like, that was so empowering. Like, I remember at school, in primary school, when my worst yeah. experiences yeah. was, um, there's like, oh, oh, we had like a thing where I couldn't follow instructions, which is very normal for people with autism to have struggle, struggle with instructions, particularly written ones. And like, her, the, 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 my aide's plan was like I asked her for extra help she was like no you have to figure out how to do it yourself you have trouble you have to work it on yourself and, I was, and it was very very hard like I would have been like 10 or 11 when this happened it was very upsetting I had to work it out on my own but yet at uni like they're like people students would go out of their way particularly in, in theatres my professor would go out of, out of their way to explain everything in extreme detail for, for me I think the thing is that if they would explain it for me, why wouldn't they just explain it for every other student? I suppose if you asked, they would, but I kind of feel that this sort of, these long explanations should not be something people need to ask for. I think they should be just offered as the standard way these assignments are presented to us. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really great point. I'm never... uh, I'm never going to forget. It's really great to hear that you've had. I'm never going to forget mine. It's been the absolute oh, wildest just, yeah. ride of my life. And I don't think any place where I'll ever go in the future will come close to this place. It is one of the most amazing places on the planet. And I've always said, like, Monash is just the craziest place I've ever been. It's the craziest place in Melbourne. It's probably the craziest place on the world. And I think that everyone who goes here just comes out of it as never is the same again i'll never be the same again when i came out of this place and i think that every single student that's ever been here just loves it has a love-hate relationship with it but really deep down really loves their experience even if that's a sip yeah absolutely you're absolutely right even if maybe doing assignments is a bit tedious but even if like exams are a bit 
tedious sometimes. No one would ever say this place is mm. nothing but exciting. And I think that since the pandemic and the movement towards online learning, I kind of do feel that it's lost a bit of excitement and spark and it's quite hard to sort of put that spark back into it. I think there's more the students just don't just want to see like, I think people have over time become more insular and more online based and they've been less outgoing than they were prior to all this. And I think that Monash is unfortunately mm. making this move mm-hmm. towards online learning, like, you know, to do um, lectures online. I think there are a lot of advantages for recorded lectures for disabled people and Monash has always, you know, wanted to make every single lecture recorded. I think that's an option that should always be available to have online education. Not only will it allow more students to come to Monash who unfortunately have to live a long way away, it can also be very good for disabled students who um, struggle with social situations. Some of them prefer the online options. But I think that in-person, there's always a place for in-person learning. And I think that um, many people find universities a place where they break out of their shell if they felt a bit, you know, insular and confronted by high school. They've found that universities, when they truly get to be themselves. Yeah, you're you're completely right. Um, You're completely right in everything you've said. You know, yeah, flexibility, having options is really important. I know that, you know... Society can be very full on in times, and every sort of place you go is going to be very full on. But I think the great part of Monash is that they have levels of full on. You don't have to be part of the most full on parts of Monash, and you can always, you know, choose to back out a bit. You can yeah. choose. They have we have such a range of, you know, events that you know some more, um, some more extravagant and full on than others. And I think that, you know, one thing the MS, okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, MSA, Monash Association, has a very long history of being a very activist organisation. This goes right back to the famous student movements of the 1960s. Monash was very much a probably the biggest, most notorious university for these student movements. And it actually sort of, in a very iconic symbol of Melbourne as being a this university where you would, people would literally go specifically for this activism and over time we found that um, this ability is being included much more in the activism community but a lot of activism is inaccessible it's been in-person protests it's been very loud mm-hmm. very chanty very um, able-bodied to have to be able to march but people now realize that we need to mm-hmm. make our activism more inclusive and more um, friendly for people with disabilities and how would Monash Student Association move towards that sort of activism? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a really great question and I think, you, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts and what your advice um, would be on that as well. I guess in terms of an MSA perspective, um, you know, we're looking at one of the our biggest activism priority this year is trying to get Monash to declare a climate emergency and so to also remove their investments from fossil fuel companies. Um, so we've been, you know, emailing staff and having Zooms with staff to try and get staff support. And then we're going to launch the student side of the campaign next semester. Um, and we've been kind of, yeah, tossing up whether we need to do something in person or whether we need to do an online petition. Um, and we've been thinking, you know, maybe we need to do both. But we've been also been trying to think of, I guess, creative ways 
that are different to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to hear, Rachel, do you have any thoughts on what we can do I, to make activism more inclusive? I found that, you know, online activism, giving people something to share and post on Facebook can be very helpful. Other than that, maybe just having, um, mm-hmm. um, maybe making sure the way you have the protest is not um, a very sort of um, ups, you know, up a lot of steps and stuff like Monash itself has been a very accessible building. I've had very few problems. Um, people have said that there are very few places in Monash where you cannot go if you um, are not able bodied physically. Everywhere I've found is very accessible. Wheelchairs are very able to move around at Monash. Some other things is, you know, if you want to have a protest, make sure. I know protests, the point of protest is loud disruption. That is one of the main points of protest. But there always are, yes. you know, opportunities for maybe just a standing protest that is not loud and maybe make it loud after a certain mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. other, other, you know, there are certain, you know, that could be an option. Also, just sort of, you know, allow people to, you know, not have to protest in the space, maybe just walk, you know, just not specifically in the space one, one important thing is of course saying if you can't come to this protest because you can't do it you you are still part of this campaign that's a very important thing you have to tell people if you can't make it to this protest you don't have to feel left out you can still support this other things are you know maybe you know if someone can like hang up a you know have a sign but not be there like hang up a sign on a building you know stick something on a wall chalk something mm-hmm. on the ground just sort of able them say that they're able to have their themselves there present, but not be present there as a person. If they, you know, even like signing a giant open letter is a good idea. At University of Melbourne, they stuck a giant letter yeah, over, yeah. like it was like a, a huge letter on the door of the Menzies Institute, and it was a very creative protest, and it just showed how many people didn't want this Menzies Institute at University of Melbourne or such a clever idea yeah that's a great idea even just the even the student union saying they don't support it is a very powerful protest because it implies that a huge number of students don't want this even just creating an environment that is anti-fossil fuels is in its way a protest yeah or as you can always have things like badges students can wear even just having discussion in, in meetings about why fossil fuels have no place on a university campus is very important. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Because I was part of the um. You know, the, there were some previous protests last semester, which I was part of, or you know, during the semester mm-hmm. at the Woodside Building, and whilst they didn't get very far, they they were very loud and uh, very loud, and I think they got the attention of a lot of students. I think that's we've come to the end of our interview today was this a lot of fun yeah it was fun thank you for having me and this has been the incredible Ishka de Silva president of the Monash Student Association and I'm Rachel Vasala and this has been Raise a Platform on Scene